Welcome back, humans. Welcome back. I have another meditation today from the Dialogue of Catherine of Siena. In light of my last episode, talking about not being too concerned about the sins of others, I do realize that especially this past year, 2020, it has been difficult to not at least be aware of the sins of others, whether it be sexual abuse or murder or racism or take your pick. Pretty much all of it's on the table this year. So in light of that, there's a section in the dialogue that's titled Tears. And God, gentle first truth, spoke. O dearest daughter, whom I so love, you have asked me for the will to know the reasons for tears and their fruits. And I have not scorned your desire. Open your mind's eye wide, and I will show you, through the spiritual stages I have described for you, those imperfect tears whose source is fear. First of all, there are the tears of damnation, the tears of this world's evil ones. Evil ones. Second are the tears of fear, of those who weep for fear because they have risen up from the sin out of fear of punishment. Third are those who have risen up from sin and are beginning to taste me. These weep tenderly and begin to serve me, but because their love is imperfect, so is their weeping. The fourth stage is that of souls who have attained perfection in loving their neighbors and love me without any self-interest. These weep and their weeping is perfect. The fifth stage, which is joined to the fourth, is that of sweet tears shed with great tenderness. I will tell you too about tears of fire shed without physical weeping which often satisfy those who want to weep, but cannot. And I want you to know that a soul can experience all of these different stages as she rises from fear and imperfect love to attain perfect love in the state of union. I want you to know that all tears come from the heart, nor is there any other bodily member that can satisfy the heart as the eyes can. If the heart is sad... The eyes show it. If the sadness is sensual, there will be hearty tears that give birth to death. Hearty because they do not they do come from the heart, but deadly because the heart's love is disordered, cut off from me, and because it is disordered it is offensive to me and earns sadness and tears that are deadly. It is true, however, that the seriousness of both sin and weeping depends on how disordered that love is. These, then, are those first, the tears of death, of which I have told you and will tell you more later. So basically, God is laying out for Catherine that there are many different ways to cry and many different reasons why we cry. Some of those are because we are afraid. Some of those are simply because we are sad. And others or because we recognize the sin of those around us 
that is offensive to God. And those last ones are the ones I want to focus on, the explanation that God gives for those ones. He says, Since she has learned that she can be of no profit to me, nor return to me the same pure love with which she sees herself loved by me, she sets herself to repaying my love to the means I established, her neighbors. They are the ones to whom you must be of service, just as I told you that every virtue is realized through your neighbors. I have given you these to serve, every one, both in general and individually, according to the different graces you receive from me. You must love with the same pure love with which I love you. But you cannot do this for me because I love you without being loved and without any self-interest. And because I loved you without being loved by you, even before you existed, in fact, it was love that moved me to create you in my own image and likeness, you cannot repay me. But you must give this love to other people, loving them without being loved by them. You must love them without any concern for your own spiritual or material profit, but only for the glory and praise of my name. Because I love them. In this way, you will fulfill the commandment of the law, which is to love me above all things and your neighbor as your very self. So what God is saying there is that since he loves us without us being able to return that love, because his love is what we call gratuitous, it is given whether we are aware of it or whether we want it or whether we understand it. Since God loves us in that way without us being able to grasp it or even return it, he says, you can give it to your neighbors. And you should give it to your neighbors. That is the only way you can even come close to repaying me. Not that you can ever really repay him, but you can come close by loving your neighbor. And you must do that. That is the law. That is the greatest commandment, as God quoted. In this way you will fulfill the whole commandment of the law, which is to love me above all things and your neighbor as your very self. That's a quote from Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven to 40. Since that's the only way we can repay them, it's difficult. It's the only way we can repay God, it's difficult. It would be much easier to just love God in return because he's perfect. Right? And other people are not. And it's impossible for us to not see, to not be aware of their sins. And it will sadden us, especially when we see how much they offend the God who loves them. God knows this. And in response, he says to Catherine, This is that final state in which the soul is both happy and sorrowful. She is happy because of the union with me that she has felt in experiencing divine love. 
She is sorrowful because she sees my goodness and greatness offended. For she has seen and tasted that goodness and greatness in her knowledge of herself. And it was this self-knowledge that brought her to this final stage. But her sorrow does not mar the unitive state. No, it brings on tears of great sweetness because of the self-knowledge she finds in charity for her neighbors. For in that charity she discovers the lover's lament of my divine mercy and sorrow for her neighbor's sins. And so she weeps with those who weep and rejoices with those who rejoice. That's a quote from Romans twelve fifteen. These last are those who live in charity, and for these the soul rejoices, for she sees these my servants praising and glorifying my name. So even though you're going to be aware, you're going to see it, and it's going to sadden you, the sins of yourself and those around you. But that sadness is a good thing, God says. You recognize how they are offending him, and that is a good thing. So you will cry tears of sweetness out of love for your neighbor. God wants you to love your neighbor in this way. He doesn't want you to judge them. He wants you to weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. May God bless us in this year and in the next. May we learn more and more how to live in his love and give that love to others.